2: You know, we've had muggings in this neighborhood, you know, we've had muggings and, you know, aggressive behavior, aggravated assaults and all kinds of things over the years here. You know, so it is an issue for lots of people. There's maybe like five or six years ago, you know, the community group gave everybody whistles in case somebody, especially women or something, were accosted or uh, somebody was following them. They just have to blow their whistle and alert other people that something was up, you know.
0: This is Dan Stevenson. He and his wife, Lou, have lived in Oakland, California for 40 years. They live in a two-story purple Victorian in a neighborhood called Eastlake. He says that crime's been an issue there for as long as he can remember. But when you live in a city long enough, you just learn to deal with it.
2: You know, a couple of times some guys tried to get my wallet and, and just city stuff. That that you know, uh, once you live in the city long enough, you've got to at least be accosted a couple of times, or you're not there. Once you know everybody's position, you know, as you go outside, mm-hmm. you know who they are and where they are and what they do. It's no, there was no hassle.
0: So once you knew that, once you knew that the drug dealer was a drug dealer. You just went about your business, and he did his business, and you did yours.
2: That's correct, yeah.
0: And you just stayed out of each other's way.
2: Right. I mean, I wouldn't, um, like, I wouldn't call the police. Why? <laughs> well, uh, well. First, first of all, I don't trust the police. I probably trust a drug dealer more than I trust a cop. So that's part of it. Part of it has to do with um, the times I have called the police, they just don't seem to be able to come in and do it in a, a commonsensical way. They, they have to come in like, like, an army or something over somebody selling drugs or what. I, I don't really care about that.
0: It's one thing not to call the cops and you suspect a guy down the block might be selling drugs, but it's another thing when there's a man right outside your bedroom window at 3 a.m. This is what happened to Dan and Lou about five years ago.
2: My wife was here, and we we went to bed. About 3 a.m., she nudges me and says, there's somebody on the deck.
0: Dan says he actually built a special deck to keep random people from wandering up there. There are no stairs. You have to climb partly up a tree and then lift yourself up over the railing.
2: So I get up, and I look out. and (laughs) Sure enough, there's a guy on the deck. And so I yell through the door and tell him to get off the, the, the fucking deck, and... And he kind of is totally gone. I mean, it, the, the exchange we had was uh, like this guy was strung out on something big time. And he was just out to lunch. So my wife wanted me to call the police. But I thought if I call the police, they're going to come. This guy's just, you know, screwed up. It's not a, he's of no danger that I could see. He didn't have any weapons or anything. He's just out of it. So we started to talk.
0: It took Dan 45 minutes, but he talked the guy down. Nobody got hurt. If he had gone the official route with the cops, he says it would have been a real pain.
2: And then I'd have been up for another two hours, you know, filling out reports with him. By, you know, within 45 minutes, I was back asleep, and it was all good.
0: But even this guy, the most patient live-and-let-live guy in the neighborhood, eventually hit his limit. And when he got fed up, he did something desperate, something that makes absolutely no sense to anyone, maybe least of all to Dan himself. I'm Phoebe Judge, this is Criminal. What wound up pushing Dan over the edge wasn't drug dealers or sex workers, it was garbage, a gigantic pile of garbage. The city put in a traffic diverter across the street from their house. It's about 500 feet from their front door.
2: A concrete divide with a space in the middle with trees, and, and nobody took care of it.
0: Nobody took care of it, and so it became a de facto garbage dump.
2: People that were moving decided that that would be a place to move everything they didn't want to take with them. So the stack could be like six, eight feet high sometimes with... Dressers and mattresses and garbage and bags of crap and clothing. I mean, it's just intense. And it's been a big problem with Oakland for years all over the place. You know, somebody will dump whatever they have in in your front yard if you're not careful.
0: Dan says he'd watch trucks pull up at night and unload mountains of furniture and garbage. And he called the city and called and called and called. So you would wake up. In the morning, sometimes like eight feet to like an eight foot pile of crap.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if 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 the city didn't come fast enough, it could get higher because once you have it's like a magnet. Once you've got a stack of stuff, other people think, oh, there's an idea. And they keep stacking it.
0: So what did you decide to do about it?
2: Well, that was—that uh, is a good question. Uh, uh, Lou and I uh, discussed this for quite some time, and we came up with the idea of a Buddha to put a Buddha there. Are you Buddhist? No, we have nothing to do with Buddhism at all. Uh,
0: but but you 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 figured if there's one thing that might help here, it's it's Buddha. Well, yeah,
2: because he's um, he, he's neutral. I mean, you know, if 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 we threw Christ up there, uh, he's controversial. Everybody's got a deal about him. Um, but Buddha, nobody seems to be that perturbed in general about a Buddha. So
0: Dan and Lou had made up their minds, and it turns out they had a lot of options.
2: You know, we looked at the different ones, and and she picked out one that she liked the face because, you know, they come out of a concrete cast. So some of them look more mellow than others.
0: Lou went off to Ace Hardware and picked one out.
2: Which, you know, she brought home, and I liked him. You know, he looked cool to me. And then he sat in the basement for about three or four months because I couldn't figure out a way they put him over there without having him stolen or ruined. And those things would have really pissed me off. So uh, finally, I came up with a plan, and I uh, drilled into him and put uh, epoxy rebar into his body, and I fixed the Buddha so he'd be looking at at our house. In fact, looking through the window where I could look at him. So when I get up in the morning and have my coffee, I could look over and see how he was doing.
0: Wait, are you allowed to do this? It feels like this <laughs> is like, this is breaking some sort of city code.
2: Oh. <laughs> Uh, allowed. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, it's best not to ask before you do things because it's always no. You know, you kind of just do it and um, see what happens.
1: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day. That's three percent on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your Titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit appleco calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
0: Support for criminal comes from Factor. at factormeals.com slash phoebe50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Dan didn't tell his neighbors about his plan. He dragged some extension cords from his house and used a drill to affix the Buddha to a slab of concrete. And that was it.
2: And there he was. It's like a surprise. And he just sat there.
0: How long before something happened?
2: It was probably about you know, maybe four months or something of him just sitting there being concrete but one morning i wake up and look over and buddha's white somebody's come and painted a, a soft white
0: this was someone had kind of carefully done this on purpose
2: oh very carefully i mean there's no like paint around him or any i mean it's strictly whoever did it uh, took care in painting and you know i thought that's interesting and then after that You know, he'd have an orange, and pretty soon two oranges, and maybe a pear. Just as
0: mysteriously as Dan had installed the statue, people began leaving little gifts, oranges or coins. One day he said he came home from work, and there was a big stack of pears. And he had no idea where they were coming from, or what they represented.
2: I assume now, because of what has happened, that the Vietnamese community... Uh, decided that, you know, he needs to be cared for. And from there, it just grew to where it is today, which is a total shrine.
0: Yeah, will you describe what the Buddha looks like right now?
2: Well, the Buddha now is, is like, upgraded considerably. I mean, he's he's gold now. And his eyes are painted in, and he's just, you know, he's got a gold-draped clothing, and he, he's just... Really, top drawer, cool looking Buddha. I mean, he's he's come a long ways in terms of his dress. Um, now he he sits on the kind of a a rock pedestal kind of thing that's not a granite or something. And then he is he has a house that would you know you could probably live in if you were a single person and small.
0: The the house is now around Buddha, so Buddha's protected from. The rain and such? Oh,
2: yeah. And so if you wanted to pray there, which they do constantly, you just slip inside the little building and you kneel down and, and Buddha's there. And, and he's got other friends of Buddhas, you know, and, and there's a big Kuan Yin outside, which is, you know, the goddess of mercy.
0: But what, what, do, you, what do you mean when they come to pray? Who, who's coming there? Do people come there often? Yeah, every,
2: uh, every morning at 7 a.m., they pray. And they have this little clacker thing. They have a little—it's like a little drum. It goes clack 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 clack
1: clack.
2: And, and sometimes they'll set up tables and uh, have a feast. You know, and they put out food, and all these people come and and they pray and they go through that, and then um, they eat and they have a kind of a community.
0: Do you ever go out and introduce yourself?
2: Oh, they—they they know who I am.
0: So they know that you—they you, um, know that you are the man who brought the Buddha from Ace Hardware in two thousand nine. And there <laughs> lies the problem.
2: <laughs> yes, because at every feast day they bring over a stack of food uh, and fruit and wine and a bottle of whiskey. One time, and I mean, just. Presence for yes yeah and i keep telling them uh thanks a lot but there's only like lou and i and we can't eat all this stuff and uh um
0: but these aren't these aren't like your neighbors bringing over food these are people who are coming to visit buddha from other neighborhoods and appreciating what you started
2: yes and they all bow and and none of them speak english so i bow and we all bow <laughs> it's, it's it's embarrassing kind of for me because i don't even know what they're they're thinking you know but I keep trying to tell them that it's their buddha and good luck with him and and uh adios but they, they don't kind of go for that you know how
0: many pe- how many people are coming how many people are coming on a daily basis would you say to see the buddha oh at
2: least 70 a day a, a day yeah and then there's also the, <laughs> there's also the tourist thing. You know, they'll knock on my door, and they're from Minneapolis, and somebody on Facebook posted something, <laughs> so you know they want to take my picture with them in front of the booth. It's just for for me, you know, as cynical as I am, it, this is like what is happening.
0: Remember, Dan and Lou put the Buddha up as a sort of desperate shot in the dark, a truly random attempt to curtail dumping and crime, and he accidentally created a sacred place for members of Oakland's Vietnamese Buddhist community. But that's not the end of the story.
2: Oh, the crime has pretty much uh, disappeared in 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 a sense. I, um, the drug the drug dealing definitely is gone, and so is the prostitution. I mean, there's none, zero, uh, within you know a, you know quite a distance from our area now. But it's a slow process that I didn't really notice it happening and and didn't even think of it in those terms until I read it in the paper.
0: In September, a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle did a story on Dan and the Buddha and asked the Oakland Police Department for the updated crime statistics for the neighborhood. Here's what he wrote. Since 2012, when worshipers began showing up for daily prayers... Overall, year-to-date crime has dropped by 82%. I mean, I think we all have some respect for religious symbols, whether it's the religion that we ascribe to, whether we ascribe to a religion at all. I mean, there's something rather sacred about things like this.
2: Well, I, I, I agree. Uh, and I don't know if it's superstition or whether Buddha says don't fuck with this or what. I have no idea. But it works. <laughs> so you're right. I think people do have a feeling of either respect or fear. I don't know.
0: I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> Crime is down 82 percent. I guess it doesn't. <laughs> Criminal is produced by Lauren Spohr, Eric Menel, and me. Special thanks to Alex Belair for her help with the recordings. Julian Alexander does our episode art. You can find out more about the show at thisiscriminal.com. And you can check out the other Radiotopia shows at radiotopia.fm, like Strangers, hosted by Leah Tao. Her latest episode deals with crime and mental illness, focusing on a father and son.
1: I call my wife. I go, Nina... Matthew, kill somebody.
0: She goes, oh my God, Steve, oh my God, Steve, oh my God, Steve, oh my God. I go, babe, just hold on. I'll be there in a minute. Get home. I gave her the newspaper. She's just in total shock. That's the latest episode of Strangers. It's really great. You should go listen. Radiotopia from PRX is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and MailChimp, celebrating creativity, chaos, and teamwork. I'm Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal.